Hello, I'm Tina Sederholm. Welcome to This Is Not Therapy, a podcast for people who like to find the marvellous in the mundane. Hello and welcome to episode five. Okay, well, is it episode five? In a way, it's episode six, because I managed to make two episodes four. Although I cunningly called the Edinburgh bonus episode, episode 4A. Anyway, let's all agree that this is episode six. I assume you know what you are talking about. It's the middle of September 2022 and this week I've been collecting assumptions. You might remember a couple of episodes ago, the does every freedom become a prison one, that I revealed that when I first sent email, I thought that you had to put a country code at the end of the email address if you were emailing another country. So like AOL.com, you'd have to add .uk at the end of it so the email knew how to get there. Not only that, in the days of dial-up, I assumed that if we didn't regularly check email, that they would get backed up or lost in the phone cable, like your computer had indigestion. But thinking back, I wonder if I really did believe this. Or was it just a story I told my sister to cover up the fact that I was rabidly signing on to my email to check if a certain man I fancied had emailed me back. Come to think of it, it's quite possible that I knew email didn't get choked up in the phone cable, but now in my brain, I, I don't know the difference. Anyway, I'm not the only one. My friend Val, for instance, made an early career decision to become a nurse because she assumed that if she was the one giving the injection, then she wouldn't have to have any. Chris believed that when his dad was helping the police with their inquiries, that his dad was actually being useful to the police. And my friend Rowan thought that the freestyle swimming race was judged on the style of the swimming, not the speed. Aww. Actually, quite like that one. (laughs) It's funny, but it's also sobering that it's possible to found an entire belief system based on an assumption or or assumptions, often without having even realised that we've done it. The story in today's episode is about a time when several of my assumptions collided. We recorded this one at the Edinburgh Fringe during a live performance of the show This Is Not Therapy. So what I'd like you to do, right, is imagine yourself in a basement room, which is curved like a railway tunnel. And it's made of black bricks and you've got cobbles under your feet. You are sitting down, but there's about 30 of you crammed into this small room. And I'm on stage, dressed in a red jumpsuit, telling you this story. Oh, and probably the lighting's gone a bit weird. I may be lit in purple or green, depending on what mood the lighting system was in that day. Just add that detail if you want to. The main thing is, imagine me dressed in a red jumpsuit on stage in front of you, telling you a story about one of my favourite words and the assumptions associated with it. There's this ancient Aramaic word that I really love. Chuva. 
I like, uh, I like the way it feels in my mouth, chuva, and uh, the sort of vibration it puts into the room. Does anyone know what it means? No, it's perfectly all right. I did not expect you all to be up on your ancient Aramaic. Uh, and I have been confidently asking audiences that question for several years now. And uh, no one's ever known what it meant until I did a gig at Oxford University. <laughs> yeah, eight people put their hand up. <laughs> but the good thing is they said, yes, Tina, you're right. It does mean return. Return. Ah, oh, super. They also corrected my pronunciation because it's written T apostrophe Shuva. And I went, I'd gone a little Yorkshire on it because I'd only seen it written down. And I was saying, Tshuva. <laughs> no. Uh, Shuva. Okay. And they also uh, confirmed my interpretation, although they did say that they wouldn't write about it in their essays because they were Hasidic scholars. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Silly me. Uh, they wouldn't write in their essays quite the way I put it, but I was generally, generally right. So it's like this, the way that the, the sort of bigger connotation of this word, which is, oh, here I am traveling down the path of my life. Oh, I've just gone over here and I've done something silly slash quite horrible. I better return. That's it. Now, the reason why I'm telling you this is because chuva is used in the Bible a lot. Only by the time it's gone from ancient Aramaic into Greek into English, it's it got changed, and it's translated as repent. Oh, did you feel that? Yeah. Do you feel how we went, <laughs> repent our sins? So I was sitting in the pub one day, and I was thinking about this, and thinking how much kinder our world would have been if only tshuva had stayed as return, rather than having been changed to repent. And thinking makes me very hungry, so I, uh, my eyes alighted upon the pub specials board and I instantly became incredibly judgmental because of what was written there, which was quite funny because I'd just been thinking like, hey, wouldn't it be lovely if we were all just kind to each other? <laughs> anyway, this, this is what happened. It was, it's called Vegetarian Special at the Horse and Groom. They spelt it Le Sanya on the pub specials board. That's L-E space. Sonia. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. After all, people in Britain pronounce it that way. But I can't help myself. I keep saying, look, Sonia. <laughs> Laying the stress on different syllables, pompous ass that I am after a couple of glasses of red. And it doesn't get boring to say, look, Sonia. Lasagna. 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 Look, Lasagna. These tiny errors happen so easily. Imagine in the Bible if tshuva had been better translated. Instead of repent, the scribe had used something closer to the original Aramaic, return. Then we would not need to repent our sins, only return from them. Like reversing out of a cul-de-sac when the sat-nav gets confused. Maybe it was a bad day. Maybe the scribe's bowels ached after a confrontation with his brother and carrying certain judgments on how some people should behave, thought his brother could work harder to earn forgiveness, thought sod it, repent will do. Maybe the scribe at the chalkboard in the pub was having a similar moment, remembered being ridiculed in French class as they dithered between le ou la and having never studied Italian thought, well, it sounds like a le. I ordered Le Sanya, anyway. <laughs> the point is, 
it was delicious. Tomatoes from the pub garden, homemade bechamel, a sprig of parsley cut not 10 minutes before. Perhaps it is a universal truth, whether considering a Bible or lasagna. One should dig a little deeper and always check out the source. So there we go. A few thoughts on assumptions and how questioning them can lead to a new perspective. Look, we're often encouraged towards an oversimplified view on complicated situations. There's a comfort in having a quick and final answer. But it's rarely useful and, and it rarely actually solves the problem. When I get stuck in black and white thinking, it helps me to remember that a different perspective or embracing some nuance in the situation often loosens everything up and helps me find a third way, as the Tao Te Ching would say. Anyway, that's my bit of wisdom for today. Ooh, yes, and talking of sources, as I was in that recording, I originally found out about the word tshuva back in 2016 from the Robcast by Rob Bell. Um, it's number 77 if you want to look it up, and I think the episode is actually called Tshuva! Exclamation mark. I do recommend giving it a listen if you want to know more about the etymology of words, especially biblical ones. You might find out a few things that surprise you about the Bible. Other holy texts are available. Thank you also to Rowan, Chris and Val for letting me use their confessions. I put a shout out on Facebook asking people to let me know about assumptions they'd made as kids and as adults. And my goodness, there were many more brilliant ones. Let's just say, it's lovely to know that I am not the only one making it up as I go along and getting some things delightfully wrong in the process. Hi, Tina again. Thanks for listening to This Is Not Therapy. All the books and resources mentioned in the podcast are listed in the show notes, where you can also sign up to my monthly newsletter. If you want to book me for a talk or show, or even buy a book, please go to www.tinasetterhome.com. And finally, don't forget to subscribe! <laughs>